Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Kaz. You are listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom. Stay tuned for the next hour as friends have fun sharing many insightful gems. Which will allow you to realise and value that we are all unique. Yes, we are all unique. You're listening to Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Hello, Kaz. Hi, Karen. Show 77. I know. Was it 77 Sunsets Sunset Strip? It was. It was 77 Now we're Sunset showing Street. our age. I'm sure our guest doesn't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so this week... Yep. The theme uh, is... The theme is shame. Shame. Shame, shame, shame. And as Brené Brown says, shame is the most powerful master emotion. It is the fear that we are not good enough. Mm. Or more importantly, too many people are spoiling their existence carrying needless shame and guilt. Something to think about. I know. So introduce our beautiful guest because not only did she pick the theme today, she's picked all five songs and we love it when that happens. And our guest today is Kim Tiong. Now, Kim was on show 54 with us. Yes. Which was titled Vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited to talk to her today about shame. So Kim is the owner of 134 Matchsticks. It's a place where she enables her clients to transform their own lives but by combining transformation coaching and change work. Many of her clients describe working with her as a journey of self-discovery which allows them to drop the mask and go on to achieve extraordinary results. I know. So welcome, Kim. Yeah, welcome back, Kim. Thank you, Karen and Kaz. Thanks so much for having me here. No, I'm really excited because Kim approached me a week or so ago and said, I'd love to come on your show and talk about shame. And you went, oh, we've not discussed that topic before. Not only have we not discussed it, when she mentioned it to me and when I was putting the show together, I actually thought, I cannot remember me feeling shame in my life. Now, I probably have. I've felt a lot of guilt. And being not good enough probably as well, but not not associated with that word. So, Mm. Kim... What does shame mean to you? Because it just might be my interpretation of shame. Yeah, well, I guess shame can take many forms. There can be cultural shame, there can be professional shame, there can be sexual shame, there can be all kinds of shame. And I love Brene Brown. We were talking about Brene Brown before, but I love Brene Brown's distinction between shame and guilt. So Brene says that guilt is something that I've done wrong. So mm. I did something wrong to you. Or I'm bad. Or, or I can, did something bad. Or can it yeah, be I something did, that I, I haven't bad. done? Like I, I meant to do, I should have done yeah. and I didn't do yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. Guilty, yeah. yeah, but in any case, it's an action or not taking action. So yeah. it's something that we've done or haven't done. Whereas shame is that fundamental belief that I am wrong. So there's something wrong with me. Or, or I'm not I good enough. Bad, or I'm not good enough, exactly. Or who am I to think that I can do this? So, so And, and it's really that. funny that you say that because um, Marianne Williamson also takes on that of, you know, who am I to think I can do this? But actually, you're meant to do this and you're meant to get out of that and actually realize that everyone's meant to be 
out there. Definitely. And I love that Marianne Williamson quote, who am I to think that I can be this? And our greatest fear is that we are powerful. Yes, yes, exactly. And our greatest fear is, is actually to be successful. Mm, absolutely. But we all strive for it. Mm. And we're like, it's actually coming. What am I going to do? What do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> we get up and we dance and we party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, oh, I so love this. So why did you want to do this show on shame? And how deep can we go in this conversation Ooh. today? <laughs> I'm happy to go as deep as you would love to go. Oh, good. Honestly, yeah. I think that'll be great for our listeners because a lot of the time we do hold back on what we want to say and what we feel for fear. Absolutely. And I think for me, that's what shame is. It's this part of me that isn't good enough to share or this part of me that I'm scared of actually having out there in the world and another Brene Brown quote as she says shame needs silence it needs judgment and it needs secrecy to grow so if you were to put shame yes. in a petri dish secrecy silence and mm. judgment are what makes shame grow whereas if you were to have the same amount of shame in a petri dish and doused it with empathy Mm. then that shame wouldn't survive. And love. Absolutely. So for us to be able to overcome shame, you really need to start talking about it because otherwise we have this big part of ourselves and that's the thing. We all have this within us, but no one's talking about it. Everyone's too scared to talk about it. So I guess to answer your question, why did I want to do this Mm. show? Because for me personally, I've spent the past couple of months, well, a couple of years really, but really intensely the past couple of months in deep hibernation (laughs) because I was going through my own shame, going through and working through it. And what I've realized is that um, I love the analogy of if you have this tall, strong tree, you can't have a tall, strong tree without having deep roots Mm. into the ground. A great foundation. Yeah, exactly. It's a similar thing for us. For us to really grow tall and powerful and really own our space, we need to go deep into our stuff and to deal with what's there. Because if we're continuously covering things up with this mask that we're wearing and hiding a part of ourselves from the world, saying that this isn't good enough to share or I'm scared of being judged or I'm not going to be loved or I don't belong, then it prevents us from really opening ourselves up and really feeling or being our full potential. I love that. But we're going to go into our first song, Cassie, which just so happens to be called... Shame by Xavier Rudd and... They were just recently in in the Hunter Valley. Yep, and he well, he was just recently yep. in the Hunter Valley, and he is our Australian artist for this week. <laughs> of course, so enjoy everybody. Welcome back. You've been listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on eighty eight point seven and ninety point three, your community radio station. Wow, I really like that song. And it's actually about racism, Kim. Is that why you picked that that version of Shame? Like there's so many songs out there called Shame by very a, a lot of different artists. Uh, so what, what was it that drew you to that scene? You know, you picked all the songs today, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, I guess... It was partly to do with that, absolutely. Um, It was interesting as I was going through and picking songs for the show today, I was immediately drawn to songs around self-love and compassion for yourself. And then I stopped and thought, 
hang on, wait, the show's about shame. It's not about self-love. We actually need to go through the shame part of it first and all the uncomfortable emotions before we can actually get to self-love and compassion and forgiveness. Yes. But it was interesting even as I was going through it, thinking, okay, I need songs about shame, I need songs about shame, that I was uncomfortable going and looking at songs about shame. So mm. that's really the reason why I chose all of these songs was because they made me feel personally uncomfortable. So with this song in particular, it... Um, does have themes of racism and myself, I was born in Australia, I was born in Melbourne my parents are Malaysian Chinese so obviously from the outside I look Asian and growing up I went to a primary school where everyone there was from an Anglo-Saxon background everyone had blonde hair, everyone had blue eyes or brown Mm. eyes and I looked very, very different and I um, Were you welcomed? Were you embraced? I was, absolutely, in primary school, which was really lovely, although outside of primary school I did, or outside of school, I did experience some racism. So I remember being, I don't know, maybe seven years old and um, someone in the street yelling out, just go back to where you came from. And I thought, well, hang on, I was born here. Mm. I don't really have anywhere else to go. Yes. And... I guess for a long time being Asian and looking different was a big part of my shame and I've just felt like I didn't really belong anywhere because for me Melbourne or Australia was my home but a part of me felt like I didn't belong here. Mm. So there was a lot of shame attached to my identity and the way that I looked, absolutely. So, yes, that was definitely part of the reason why I chose Xavier Rudd's um, song about shame. And then the other reason why I chose it was because it does have themes of around Indigenous Australians. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, again, being an Australian, that is part of, I suppose, while I don't have um, my family generations going back, um, as, as much as other people may. For me, being a part of Australia today, that is still part of, I guess, my shame or part of a little bit of um, that shame around identity because, again, it's about belonging and, I guess, a lot of the time um, we sort of say, oh, well, that's not our issue, you know? That's that's their issue. But mm. for all of us, we actually all live here. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, and we're all... You know, fundamentally the same. We all have the same attributes, the same. Mm -hmm. If it's a holographic universe and if everyone is a mirror of us, then it means that we all have the same things within all of us. Exactly. And what we don't like in someone else is what we don't actually like in ourselves. Absolutely. And vice versa, what we love in other people, we actually have in ourselves, whether we bring it out or not, is is something else. But Kaz and I had the pleasure of going to Uluru last year, which we talk about all the time. Because we loved it so much. And I must admit, when we visited Uluru, or for me personally, I had a newfound respect for the um, Aboriginal people. Um, the original inhabitants, um, how much they actually look after the land, their family culture. We actually have a lot to learn from, from them, them yeah. as vice versa. They have a lot to learn from us, from us as well. But I just thought it was um, if a lot of Australians just actually took the time to actually look beyond the person's skin and um, actually realise that we all have a lot to give to each other. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, which mm. is so cool, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. It was, it was refreshing, I think. Yes. That's how I felt. Yeah. I and felt very connected up there. Yeah. So, yeah. And the tradition of, you know, this is men's business and this is women's business and never it should meet together. I just found that quite respectful 
um, in itself. It's not saying that one's better uh, than the other. It's just saying let's embrace our differences mm. and let's actually spend time with our own, um, I guess... Um, our own gender. Yeah, our own yeah. gender. That was the word I was looking for. Mm. I was going to say sex, but that didn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a show about shame, so... Yeah, it is a yeah. show. Yeah. But it was interesting... Um, I don't know as a child, but there was always that shame on you, you know, that, that sort of... The word, the, the phrase. The words, the phrase that was shame on you, shame on you if you did something wrong. Mm. I don't remember that. So maybe that's why I've never... I, I can't remember shame. I don't I recall remember guilt. it being say, said to, to me, yeah. but I, I know the phrase yeah. That, was, yeah. that was used a lot. Yeah. And that whole idea of being the good girl or the good boy yeah. and what you need to do to be good or to receive or deserve love and the reason i said that was because there's that quote by a name in who says shame is the lie someone told you about yourself that's beautiful isn't it but that's where i sort of and it is thought that's maybe where that yeah you know someone says shame on you shame on you for doing that and then that's when you take take that on and you think whoa and you have that so you've done something yeah so it's it's there with you oh Mm. interesting yes so when we started talking at the beginning of the show and I said, no, 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 don't, don't talk, don't talk, <laughs> let's say it on air, your experience over the last few months, do you want to sort of, you don't have to tell us the exact you know, facts, but what brought it up? Was, was there a trigger or was there just an, um, it was just something that flowed through you? I suppose I came to a point where I just stopped one day and I thought, what am I doing with my life, really? How old are you? I am 33. Okay. I just think about that. I'm 33. Yeah. <laughs> and for the past two years or two and a half years now, I um, took the step of moving from Melbourne. I had separated from my husband. I set up a new business. So that all happened at the same time two and a half years ago. And I you know, a couple of months ago, I sort of stopped and thought, what on earth am I doing with my life? What have I done? While previously I was incredibly unhappy because I was living a life according to other people's expectations and all the shoulds and all the things that we need to do to live a um, what society yeah. calls a successful yeah. life, yeah. I realized that while I was on purpose, I had this expectation that life would just be perfect, you know, that my life would just suddenly take off and it would be absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And that wasn't happening for me at all in any area of my life. So I had these crazy ups and downs emotionally, mentally, in terms of my relationship, my personal relationship with my partner, in terms of my business, I was having these crazy ups and downs where things would be okay. And then there would suddenly be absolutely nothing. And I realized that I was managing to zero my life so that I had absolutely no imprint or no footprint in this world. Mm -hmm. So I just stopped one day and thought, what on earth are you doing? And it was this really deep pain that I was experiencing, not a physical pain, but it was a mental, emotional and spiritual pain of why the hell isn't this working? Why the hell am I in this situation? Why the hell can't I make this work? And it was just this really intense experience of wanting to, you know, scream this guttural type animalistic scream or howl of pain and rage and anger and all of this frustration that I was feeling and um, in the meantime I was having lots of meltdowns and lots of things were happening in my life so it really um, I guess 
scared me a little bit because I had always known that there was anger and rage and terror and all that sort of thing in me, but I hadn't realized the depth of it. And really being able to explore that over the past couple of months has been incredibly freeing for me. I can imagine that. But I don't know if you noticed, but you kept saying help. And you're obviously in a hell as you were going through it, which I find quite interesting. Yeah, it was interesting because I thought, okay, this has got to be the bottom. Every when I was in it, I thought, this is this is my new hell. This is it. This is the absolute bottom. I can't go any further than this. Only to realise that, oh no, hang on, wait, that's not the bottom. There's more, and there's more, and it just kept kind of coming up. So while I was physically in it, or um, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually in it, it did feel like a kind of hell, a kind of personal hell, because it was all of my fears, all of my limiting beliefs, all of my deepest, darkest emotions and the shadow part of me that I was exploring that was actually coming up. And it was like it was all becoming unrepressed because it had been repressed for such a long time. It just all decided to come up at the same time. So it was this really incredibly beautiful yet hellish spiritual awakening or journey that was happening. Um, Sounds horrible, but it's great. Absolutely. Now, yeah. Isn't it great? Absolutely. But it all comes up. And now I've just realised that t- for me to be where I'm at today, I had to go through all of that. And I had this really beautiful person say to me, you know, at the end of all this, everyone is going to come out and have this big cast party. So all these souls are going to come out and remove their masks and will <laughs> be getting awards for the worst villain, you know, the best supporting actor you know all of these things and everyone's just really playing their role yeah and that's all it is and that includes me exactly i love it karen always says we're here as a we're here um as if we're in a play yeah we're all here living a yeah we're all actors living a play absolutely just doing this role and that role and and it is to understand that the villains or the perceived villains in your life are only there to help you learn and grow. Mm -hmm. You know, as one of our our favourite sayings is, you know, there's a lesson in every perceived negative and the sooner you get the lesson, the less on you. So embrace it and go for it. But now we're going to go to our second song because I'm going to... I want to come back and ask you a few more Yeah, but I also want to, as a coach, this is amazing for you because when you live through something then you can help so many other people yes. who are going through the same things. Yeah, because, especially the fear factor yeah. of it about what you know, what's going to happen now, am I going to get yeah. through this? And Yeah, and yeah. I guess personally I really have the belief that I can't take my clients to a place that I'm not willing to go yeah. myself. Totally yeah. right. So let's jump into our next song Which is before Kaz? we come back. It's a Bruno Mars song. We love Bruno. Yes, the lazy song. So enjoy everybody. Oh. You're listening to Radio Northern Beaches, 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Check out our website at rnb.org.au. I feel like that a lot of times. I was going to say, we've all had those sort of days, haven't <laughs> I we? I know, and you just don't go into guilt, just embrace them and enjoy it. And just in case you've joined us, we're talking with Kim Teo today, and our topic is shame, which is a soul-eating emotion. It is, Kaz, very mm. much so. So, Kim, as uh, Kaz, you said you had a couple of questions before we played that oh, beautiful song. It was interesting about um, what Kim was saying about the release of all of that from within you. Um, 
physically, you were saying like you wanted to howl like, you know, a wolf or something like that. Did you physically do that? Like, did you get down and did you cry or did you howl? Did you let it all out? How did you physically release it? Because Karen and I have done a few sort of, um, what would you call them? I guess release type things like that where um, you do and you're surprised at what actually comes out of your body, out of your mouth. And and, the sounds. And the sounds that you think, oh, my God. So how did that come around for you? Definitely, all of that. No, <laughs> I did. Yeah. Okay, so we're not weird. No, 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 not at no, all. I, I but all I think sobbing that. is the best thing you can do. Yeah. It really, even though you start to get the hiccups after it, you just feel so <laughs> good you? after it. I do when I sob and sob and sob. Definitely. Yeah, because yeah, emotion is just energy in motion, right? Mm, yeah, exactly. emotion, it's energy in yeah, motion. Exactly. So if we don't let that energy out, it's got nowhere else to go but inside of us. So mm. it does. It sits there within the cell memory. It sits there within our physical body. So we need mm. to physically release that energy. So for me, yeah, I screamed, I howled, I cried, I wailed, I sobbed, I did all kinds kinds of things were the neighbors a, a little bit worried hours. you know I, I did wonder what the neighbors were thinking at some some stages yeah. um I did do a lot of it in my car um so I found found that that was quite freeing and I guess while I was in that space I sort of felt like I kind of wanted a safe space around mm, me to yes. do that and that feeling of sitting in the car I think when we're in those um those types of places then as long as we've got something sort of surrounding us so on our back and sides of us it kind of feels like we've got something safe and warm and cocooning you know so um I find that uh having even a blanket just really tightly wrapped around me while I'm going through that is really quite comforting okay and was it um a number of times or was it just the once or was it like you know days and days number yeah number of times so you thought you'd released most of it and then all of a sudden next day it was there again but isn't that great that another feeling came up just another layer being peeled off it's like you know a lotus you know as as the flower begins to open you notice there's more and more and more rows Mm -hmm. of unopened petals Mm. but as they open you you do feel so so much lighter absolutely and And what i've I've noticed too is is when we're children we will sob and cry and carry on. Mm. But once the emotion goes through us, we go, oh, wow, Daddy, that was a big one, wasn't it? And then you just feel so much lighter yeah. and easier. But you, but as adults, and I guess from after seven, we tend to take on other people's opinions and that's not how you behave and all these sort of things. So we don't have that opportunity to release. Yep. And I guess that's the thing. When you're looking at children, they are so free in the way that they express themselves. And they may not even acknowledge that as being, that was a big one, Daddy. They might just have a tantrum and then say, all right, let's go play. Exactly. (laughs) I'm done with that. Let's let's go. Which is, I think, what our true nature is. Mm. But you're so right. From a certain age, we're taught, no, you don't do this. You don't behave like this. Anger is bad. You need to behave Mm. yourself in public. Don't raise your voices. Be quiet. And if we're emotional we're asked what's wrong as if there's something wrong with being emotional and having emotions and when you're small too you're nurtured by your parents like if something like that happens they tend to come around you and but sometimes they stop it from flowing as well yeah because they you know as you get older i suppose but you you sort of think when you fall over everyone goes oh did you hurt yourself whereas you just think well just get up you're fine and they don't go through all of the 
Oh, yeah. I'm hurt. And if we're, that makes sense. I think in our society, we're very quick to want to make it better. Yeah. You know, we don't like people or don't like seeing people Band-aided. in, in mm. pain as such. So we don't let people express sadness yeah. or fear or shame or anger. We're quick to say, okay, how can I make this better? Have a cookie or go play or watch some TV or, you yeah. know, distract yourself. I wonder if that's because we're afraid of how we feel. Definitely. Well, Do you know we, what yeah, I mean? Well, like when someone is hurt. Well, we just want to make like, it easy oh. for everyone, but it's but it's mm. not. And it, there is good and bad, or perceived good and bad, and it's going to happen. And we have to have the negative so we enjoy the positive, and yeah. we understand how great the positive is. Otherwise, well, we're aware it would, of it. At but least. it'd be so boring. Everything would be perfect, and it'd be like, oh, um, why are we here on this adventure? As I like to say. Yeah. Well, we can't selectively mute our emotions, so we can't choose only the negative or the bad, so-called bad emotions to to box in and to pretend that they're not there without doing the same thing to our positive emotions at the same time. Totally. This conversation is so cool. I don't want to even play the songs, but we're going to have to. (laughs) (laughs) So the third song today is called Creep by Radiohead. So let's enjoy everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3. Please like us on our Facebook page, Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom. That was an interesting song and obviously, um, you know, when I was thinking about it, you know, I don't belong here. Mm. Um, Obviously, we've all felt that at times, that we're in the wrong place, what are we doing, everything like that. But from your conversation earlier, Kim, you sort of indicated for a lot of your life you felt that way. Yeah, I have for a lot of my life and I suppose have been looking for a place to belong Mm. for a lot of my life and that is where a lot of my the shame attached to my identity has come from, feeling like I don't belong and that I don't deserve love because I am fundamentally different. There's something fundamentally wrong Mm. with me. So can I ask you, after this release or weeks of release, you mentioned the question that you had for yourself, what am I doing? Why why are things not going the way I'd planned them? Did you find the answer or what did you find? Yeah, I did. Yeah? Well, I found a great many answers. (laughs) Are you able to share some of... You know, but before we say before yeah. you answer, I'd just like to say, you ask the question. A lot of people mm. never ask the question, and when we ask, we receive. And it, just by shouting it into the universe, yeah, it's, it's amazing yeah. what comes back. Because most people yeah. never ask. Some so people are good like, on you for asking. Yeah. Like, why is Thank yeah you. yeah yeah. I know what you mean. A lot of people do the blame part rather than saying yes. why or how yes. can you help me or where is this or... Yeah. Exactly. So, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's a really scary thing to do. Mm. So it's absolutely understandable why a lot of people don't want to ask the question and it can be a lot easier to blame or to look around and point the finger at someone else because I know I did that for a great many years too. Mm-hmm. So until I... You're not that turned... old, so you haven't done it for that long. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like <laughs> um, Yeah, so I suppose to answer your question, I did. And what I realized is how I came to create this incarnation in the way that I have based on a lot of the beliefs and 
a lot of the fears, a lot of the wounds, I suppose, and patterning that I'd taken on from my parents in yes. this lifetime, at least, and that they had taken on from their parents going back mm. oh, generations. many generations. Yeah. generations Minimum generations. seven. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. exactly. So these, like, we're talking probably thousands of people that are carrying the same beliefs yeah. and the same wounds. And what I've realised is that we have this really wanting to, um, you know, carry this stuff for our parents and for our family because we have this family devotion Mm. to the people that have come before us and it's really done out of love for those people so while a lot of the time we can label it sabotage or we can beat ourselves up Mm. for having these things at the end of the day I really believe that everything that we do comes from a place of love and everything that anyone ever does comes from a place of love either a love and a wanting to save someone else or to take the pain away from our parents, mm. for instance, or a love for or wanting to be loved ourselves or whatever the reason is, really, I think it all comes from a place of love. Yeah. Mm. It, well, there's only ever love or fear. Yeah. So y- you might feel that you love them and it's out of fear that you want to help them or if you know what I mean, fear for what may happen and things like that. Definitely. So, okay. yeah, that's so beautiful, mm. isn't it? And so... From that, do you have any like daily rituals now that you do, like in either a spiritual way or a physical way that assist you in that? No. <laughs> okay. I, interesting because yeah, well, a lot of people we speak to, uh, most yeah. people have a meditation type thing they do or they do a yoga or they do some sort of spirit, um, form of a spiritual. It, it can yeah. be just a spiritual reading. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't but, have to be an hour process. Yeah, no. I wouldn't call anything that I do in life a a ritual Mm. or um, a routine because I know me and I know that I'm I'm not good at routines. (laughs) I'm not good at rituals. So I know saying anything that is a routine is is a lie. It wouldn't be right. But I suppose what I've come, what's come out of it, um, while I used to, I I still love meditation. Mm. I absolutely do. But what I've realized for me personally, what works is, I suppose in the past I've used meditation as a way of not necessarily escaping, but as a way of getting through whatever it is that I'm going through. But a band-aid. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas mm. for me now, um, I've realized that the best way is to go into the stuff, to release it and to live in the present uh, in yeah. every moment whenever I can as opposed to, you know, living in this frenzy of, oh gosh, I'm I'm wearing this mask or whatever it is, and then meditating every now and then to try and get back to the present. Instead of doing that as a Band-Aid, like you said, Karen, really trying to live in the present every moment. And so you're more aware now when you have those feelings. So you may, um, it's just... For a better term, a better release once a week or once a month or whenever you... Or even more frequently yeah, than that. Whenever I mean, I you, so in that respect, it's sort of not a ritual, but something that you're doing now on in, a... Yeah, in the yeah. everyday. Yeah, really. exactly. Yeah. Which if, you weren't doing before. Which is it's similar to what we do, Kaz, because yeah. what we do is when something comes up in our life, was we firmly believe that we create everything. Mm-hmm. So when anything comes at us, why are we creating this? What are we meant to learn? What are we meant to grow? You know, and, and how can we move through it? Yeah. Like the other day, I just kept having things continually <laughs> thrown at me because I'm on a, um, I'm trying to cut sugar out mm-hmm. for the next month or so. So I'm not drinking. And everything kept coming at me and I'm like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Because I normally don't have a lot of, you know, perceived negatives thrown at me. And then I went, <laughs> I remember oh. she kept texting me going, and I went, wanting me my, to have a drink. It's my subconscious, <laughs> you know, my comfort zone going, 
no, no, we want you to drink. And then I went, oh, so I'm not going to drink. And once I was aware of that, everything was easy and it stopped happening. So it's just awareness. Because in the past she would have just gone, well, oh, it's easy, oh I'm damn, I'm just going to have a drink and that'll settle me down and then exactly. I'll do it. But she's like, no. <laughs> but anyway, we've got to go to our next song. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, Kaz, what is it? Oh, I knew you were going to get me to say this one. Kim's chosen it. Yep. It's from Crash Test Dummies. And I'm not sure exactly how it's pronounced. pronounced so it's, it's either mm, 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 or triple M four times or <laughs> 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 so anyway let's just go straight there with crash chest dummies <laughs> and enjoy everyone <laughs> Welcome back. You've been listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Mm-hmm. That's how you should have introduced it. Oh, well. But that was a lovely song. So, Kim, why did you play that one briefly? So that song is all about the shame that we feel as children. when we don't belong and there's something different about us. So I suppose it was a nice reminder that a lot of this stuff, or in fact all of this stuff, comes from when we're children. Yes. So Everything does. Generally between the ages of zero and seven years old, but I Mm. would say in my experience, both with myself and my clients, usually between the ages of zero, even from conception to three or four years old, is where a lot of this stuff comes from. Which is a beautiful quote. What a shame that we all become such fragile, broken things. Mm. If it all comes back to them. Mm. So it's, it, and it does actually come back to our education. Um, if, you know, we could deal with them at that time and, and have an education system that, apart from teaching us the English and the maths and the science and all of those other things, emotional intelligence as well and how, mm. to, how to work through things that come up because a lot of the time we carry all this stuff and the other person doesn't even know the hell what we're talking about. Definitely. And again, our society sees emotions as being a negative thing or a bad thing and a weak thing as well. It's weakness to show emotions and to be emotional. When it's interesting because I wrote a blog yesterday, which was really quite vulnerable and emotional, and it was all about my shame and the things that I'd been going through. And whereas we can often see it as being a negative or a weak thing, I had so many people come back and give me this amazing feedback of thank you so much for sharing. In fact, I even had someone who I don't know very well call me up on the phone just to thank me for sharing. So that was a really beautiful thing to have all these people come out and say thank you for sharing. I totally agree because you just have to look at the suicide rate in Australia and the world for that matter to understand that depression is an illness. Yeah, It's it's something that we should talk about and people can... And and not be ashamed of either. A lot of people are ashamed by it. Exactly. And there's always a better feeling for it. Sure, you won't go from depression to joy and ecstasy in and one love, step. But yeah. there is always a better feeling thought that you can actually at least mm. grasp at, even mm. if it is anger or frustration and things like that. Mm. I really am so grateful that you've come on and been oh, so good. courageous, mm. Kim, to share. But because. This is great for your business. And, mm. and, you know, people who have emotively involved in a situation, who have experienced something that their clients or their friends are going through, always have a different perspective and a, a 
I guess, the tools to help people to go through. But not everyone's been through it. That's right. Which is what you have, Kim. So you totally understand where they are, where they're going, what it's going to be like on the way through. And that's it's so, amazing. Com- it's so comforting for someone who comes to you for help. Yes. So, yeah. so your business, again, is 134 matchsticks. So how can um, the listeners get in touch with you if, the, if they want it, for any reason? Even just to read your blog. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So my website is www.134, so the number's 134, matchsticks, au. So there's a way to contact me through there. It's got my my mobile and it's got my email there. Mm. And we'll have a we'll have a link or something. We will have a link when we post on our Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom Facebook page. Exactly. But we've before we go, and we do have a few more minutes. I just like to say that um, a little quote that I found was: "Today I will learn to reject shame. Shame is an overwhelming sense that who I am isn't good enough. I realise that I am good enough." And that my imperfections are part of being human. I let go of shame. I just love mm. that. And I also love the fact that we are all perfectly imperfect. And perfectly imperfect. Exactly. And we need to understand that because as Brené Brown also says, where perfectionism exists, shame is always lurking. Mm. So it's always good that we don't have to be perfect. Absolutely. But I also like to say you are very, 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 very much deserving of love because (laughs) you are such a beautiful person physically and more importantly from the heart out. But and actually gives off a really nice energetic feel actually. Yes, you do. in the same room with you. Oh, thank you. That's so lovely. Thank you. Yeah. So I guess we've got to go now, Cassie. We are. And we're going to end with a song. What would it be today? Our Another one, which is called Maybe I Can Paint Over That by Guy Clark. Well, no, you can't really. You have to get rid of it. <laughs> can't paint over it now. You have to release it, get rid of it. So why did you pick this one? Very quickly. Because a lot of the things that he sings about in it is very true. He talks about, at one point, anger and how he wants mm-hmm. to put his fist through a wall. And then he says, oh, maybe I can paint over that, which is what we try to do a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Maybe I can forget that that's there. Maybe I can put the mask back on and pretend that it's not there and show that to the world instead. Mm. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Something to think about. Something definitely to think about. So, Kazzy. Until next week. Yeah. So, thank you again, Kim. And who knows, maybe in another 22 shows or 23 shows, whatever it is, we'll have you back again. <laughs> Thank you so much again for having me, Kaz and Karen. No, okay. we loved having you. Okay, well, see, see ya. Kaz. I'll talk to you next week. You have been listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz. Until next time, may your days be filled with love and gratitude. And remember, we'll see you in the mirror. Namaste. I bow to the divine in you. You have been listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on Radio Northern Beaches, 88.7 or 90.3. If you've enjoyed our conversations today and you would like more information, please connect with us on our Facebook page, Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom. (laughs) 